1954, the summer before I entered third grade, my grandmother mistook Andrew Imhoff for a girl. I'd accompanied my grandmother to the grocery store. That morning, while reading a novel that mentioned Hearts of Palm, she'd been seized by a desire to have some herself and had taken me along on the walk to town. And it was in the canned goods section that we encountered Andrew, who was with his mother. Not being of the same generation, Andrew's mother and my grandmother weren't friends, but they knew each other the way people in Riley, Wisconsin did. Andrew's mother was the one who approached us, setting her hand against her chest and saying to my grandmother, Mrs. Lindgren, it's Florence Imhoff. How are you? Andrew and I had been classmates for as long as we'd been going to school, but we merely eyed each other without speaking. We both were eight. As the adults chatted, he picked up a can of peas and held it by securing it between his flat palm and his chin, and I wondered if he was showing off. This was when my grandmother shoved me a little. Alice, say hello to Mrs. Imhoff. As I'd been taught, I extended my hand. And isn't your daughter darling, my grandmother continued, gesturing toward Andrew. But I don't believe I know her name. A silence ensued, during which I'm pretty sure Mrs. Imhoff was deciding how to correct my grandmother. At last, touching her son's shoulder, Mrs. Imhoff said, This is Andrew. He and Alice are in the same class over at the school. My grandmother squinted. Andrew, did you say? She even turned her head, angling her ear as if she were hard of hearing, though I knew she wasn't. She seemed to willfully refuse the pardon Mrs. Imhoff had offered, and I wanted to tap my grandmother's arm to tug her over so her face was next to mine and say, Granny, he's a boy. It had never occurred to me that Andrew looked like a girl. Little about Andrew Imhoff had occurred to me at that time in my life, but it was true that he had unusually long eyelashes framing hazel eyes, as well as light brown hair that had gotten a bit shaggy over the summer. However, his hair was long only for that time and for a boy. It was still far shorter than mine, and there was nothing feminine about the chinos or red-and-white checked shirt he wore. Andrew is the younger of our two sons, Mrs. Imhoff said, and her voice contained a new briskness, the first hint of irritation. His older brother is Pete. Is that right? My grandmother finally appeared to grasp the situation, but grasping it did not seem to have made her repentant. She leaned forward and nodded at Andrew, he was still holding the peas, and said, It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. You be sure my granddaughter behaves herself at school. You can report back to me if she doesn't. Andrew had said nothing thus far. It was not clear he'd been paying enough attention to the conversation to understand that his gender was in dispute. But at this, he beamed, a closed mouth but enormous smile, one that I felt implied, erroneously, that I was some sort of mischief-maker, and he would indeed be keeping his eye on me. My grandmother, who harbored a lifelong admiration for mischief, smiled back at him like a conspirator. After she and Mrs. Imhoff said goodbye to each other, our search for hearts of palm had, to my grandmother's disappointment, if not her surprise, proved unsuccessful. 
we turned in the opposite direction from them. I took my grandmother's hand and whispered to her in what I hoped was a chastening tone. Granny! Not in a whisper at all, my grandmother said, You don't think that child looks like a girl? He's downright pretty. Shh! Well, it's not his fault, but I can't believe I'm the first one to make that mistake. His eyelashes are an inch long. As if to verify her claim, we both turned around. By then we were thirty feet from the Imhoffs, and Mrs. Imhoff had her back to us, leaning toward a shelf. But Andrew was facing my grandmother and me. He still was smiling slightly, and when my eyes met his, he lifted his eyebrows twice. He's flirting with you, my grandmother exclaimed. What does flirting mean? She laughed. It's when a person likes you, so they try to catch your attention. Andrew Imhoff liked me? Surely, if the information had been delivered by an adult, and not just any adult but my wily grandmother, it had to be true. Andrew liking me seemed neither thrilling nor appalling. Mostly, it just seemed unexpected. And then, having considered the idea, I dismissed it. My grandmother knew about some things, but not the social lives of eight-year-olds. After all, she hadn't even recognized Andrew as a boy. In the house I grew up in, we were four. My grandmother, my parents, and me. On my father's side, I was a third-generation-only child, which was greatly unusual in those days. While I certainly would have liked a sibling, I knew from an early age not to mention it. My mother had miscarried twice by the time I was in first grade, and those were just the pregnancies I knew about, the latter occurring when she was five months along. Though the miscarriages weighted my parents with a quiet sadness, our family as it was seemed evenly balanced. At dinner, we each sat on one side of the rectangular table in the dining room. Heading up the sidewalk to church, we could walk in pairs. In the summer, we could split a box of Yummy Freeze ice cream bars, and we could play euchre or bridge, both of which they taught me when I was ten, and which we often enjoyed on Friday and Saturday nights. Although my grandmother possessed a rowdy streak, my parents were exceedingly considerate and deferential to each other, and for years I believed this mode to be the norm among families and saw all other dynamics as an aberration. My best friend from early girlhood was Dina Janiszewski, who lived across the street, and I was constantly shocked by what I perceived to be Dina's, and really all the Januszewski's, crudeness and volume. They hollered to one another from between floors and out windows. They ate off one another's plates at will, and more shocking than the fact that her father once said, God damn, in my presence, was the fact that neither Dina, her mother, nor her sisters seemed to even notice. 